0: Hello. Um, thank you for having me. I'm Dr. Tanisha McIntyre and I'm here today to talk more about the mental health associated with COVID-19 and um, how you are handling that and also just to say that some things you're probably already doing and taking into consideration, but this is just a reminder to continue to do those things and that we're definitely in this together and it's, and it's hard, but we're going to um, make it through. And, um, it's just, I know it's like April 25th and I just did not think that we would still be here today. And I didn't, and, and when I say that, I mean like we would still be dealing with COVID-19 and be isolated from others and be in quarantine. And, um, and it's just very hard for a lot of people, especially those who are being quarantined um, by themselves or they're alone. Um, and, And those who are really grieving and not able to properly grieve with their loved ones they're not able to um, touch or have face-to-face connection or you know get a hug and those those are really important things and I think things that we sometimes take for granted but it's really a part of being a human and human health and being able to have connections and face-to-face interactions with people is very important and it's definitely important when We're going through the grieving process and people right now are not able to properly grieve and have and spend time with their loved ones before um, they pass away or just even be able to have a funeral to properly say goodbye. Those things are being taken away and I just can't just imagine the repercussions or just the long-term effects of people not being able to go through that process and what that does to the psyche and what that does to mental health in the mind. Um, so just thinking about that and how important mental health is, I just wanted to come in just, you know, talk about um, what's happening and how it impacts us. And so one thing to know is that the you know, the outbreak is stressful. It's very stressful for all of us. And some of those things can include our illicit, like fear and worry about your own health and the health of your loved ones. And so a lot of times people say you have anxiety. And it's like, what does that mean to have anxiety? It basically is that you're worrying constantly and having negative thoughts about what could happen and and what may not happen. Um, and sometimes in these situations, our thoughts are valid, but we have to focus on what we can control. So we know we can control staying in the house, we can control washing our hands, putting on a mask when we go outside, avoiding contact and close contact with people. Those are things that we have to focus on and and look at as positive things that we're doing to control the the environment and um so those are are how we have to look at it we also know that this stress can cause changes in our sleep and eating patterns we're already not doing our regular day-to-day routines some of us are a lot of us are working from home and um Therefore, you know, we may be going to sleep later or waking up earlier. Our sleep pattern is a little off because we're not having to go and drive to work and and that routine is taken out. So it's really important that we make sure that we stick to a close sleep pattern that we were before, as well as eating, eating healthy, making sure that you're not just binge eating and you're just continuing to go to the refrigerator and uh, eat snacks and eating cookies and candy, that we're taking our eating into consideration too, and we're eating healthy, because eating healthy does impact the mind and mental health and help us be able to um, progress better. And so... Just kind of like it's okay, of course, to like eat a little bit or, you know, maybe have two Oreos instead of four, but really take that in con- into consideration. Um, Some people also may be worried more because they have like they can see it because it's worsening of other health problems if they have diabetes or high blood pressure things of that nature they may see those things or cholesterol they may see that those things are worsening my friend he's his mom was saying that she has hip problems or had hip surgery before corona and she's noting noticing that her hip is giving her more issues than it was before so we may see worsening of Physical health problems as well as mental health conditions. So, people who already have anxiety may now feel um, that their anxiety has worsened. I have a student um, that I'm currently seeing who already has a lot of anxiety and, again, a lot of negative thinking. And because of COVID, he has a lot more negative thoughts. And so, we talk about distracting himself in how to combat and challenge those negative thoughts and mostly is doing things that make you happy things that make you feel good to distract yourself from that and then also challenge the thoughts because you know that you can have some type of control in washing your hands again wearing masks and all of those things. So another high um, indication of that you may be feeling stressed from coronavirus is that you have increased use of alcohol, tobacco, or other drugs. And so it's okay that you may have, you know, your occasional sip of wine or you may have your cocktails. Uh, some people like to smoke or do and have marijuana, or medicinal marijuana, but it's important that we're not being codependent on these things and that we're taking it in moderation. So just the same thing as with eating and maybe having two Oreos instead of four, that you're still doing the same thing. So if you're drinking, that you're not drinking to feel better, but you're drinking because, you know, this is what I like to do. This is, you know, I have a cocktail now and then and that's fine. Um, So just realizing the reason why you're drinking and if you're trying to escape certain feelings or certain things, that's when it becomes an unhealthy practice. So keeping in mind when you're drinking and being mindful. And, and and mindful is a buzzword that's been going around in psychology and it's basically being present in the moment and thinking about what you're doing and what you're eating and what you're drinking and and just kind of how you're living in that moment and so being mindful of what you are consuming and and why you're consuming it and to the and what limit or quantity that you're doing so um so those are the different ways that stress during an infectious disease outbreak can include so conclude all those things It's important for us to remember that everyone reacts differently to stressful situations. How you respond to the outbreak can depend on your background, the things that make you different from other people, and the community you live in. People who may respond more strongly to the stress of a crisis include older people and people with chronic diseases who are at higher risk for severe illnesses from COVID-19. Children and teens, especially children and teens who may not understand what COVID-19 is. And just as a resource, there are a lot of um, videos on YouTube and on the internet that kind of breaks down and explains COVID-19 to children who are of the elementary and middle school age who may not necessarily understand if you talk to them directly. There's also, teens may just be frustrated. Um, I have a cousin who was graduating from high school this year, and so she is very upset that she's not able to partake in graduation, that she's not able to go to prom, and so those things can be stressful, and it can make... teens feel, um, and you may, you know, as an adult or as a parent may think, you know, that you may feel for your child to have empathy. And then some parents, because they're already really frustrated with a lot of other things going on, may feel like their teen is being selfish or inconsiderate. And so it's really important to try to understand how everyone reacts differently and to validate their feelings and how they're acting. Um, People who are helping with the response to COVID-19, like doctors, Other hair care providers and first responders also may respond differently because they're on the front lines. They are in it every day and it is very stressful. I have a friend who's working at NIH and they're prepping test kits right now. So, and he's telling me that every day it's a different struggle and every day it's a lot going on. That can take a lot on a person's mental health as well. So it's important again to see that everybody's going to, you know, handle it different ways. People who have mental health conditions, including problems with substance use. Again, making sure that people aren't overindulging or being codependent on substances, that they're able to continue to take their medications as prescribed, and that they're only indulging um, in moderation. Sometimes we go to social media, Facebook, Instagram, and we see that. Um, oh my God, like everybody's joking about it. People are t- not taking it that seriously. Again, that may be a different way that people are coping with coronavirus in a different way that people are, um, being, you know, filtering or trying to cope with it on their own. Taking care of yourself and your community is very important. Your friends and your family can help you cope with stress. Helping others cope with their stress can also make your community stronger. As people of color, as black people, we rely on being able to talk, to interact, and to share with others. That is seen, research has said that that is a coping strategy for us. That is a way that we can deal with things, especially like racism, that that's how we cope. And so it is no different when it comes to something of this nature. The best way for us to cope is to be able to talk and to connect with others. So making sure that you do that, that is, and you're probably, again, you're on a prayer line right now. That is, you're already doing these things to help cope with the the COVID-19. You can also cope with stress by taking breaks from watching, reading, or listening to news stories, including social media. Hearing about the pandemic can be, repeatedly can be upsetting. To continue to hear about Trump and what he has to say and all of the misinformation can just be very stressful. So it's sometimes good to unplug and just take a step back. And that in itself is a strategy to help you feel better. Taking care of your body. We talked about eating well, exercise as well. Take deep breaths, stretch, or meditate. Meditating, prayer, all of those things. Take time 10 to 15 minutes out of your day to have some alone time to meditate and to pray on your thoughts and to feel one and to kind of just calm down because again it's a lot going on if you have kids you are not only working from home but you are also you being a teacher being a daycare provider being a chef and cooking meals and you might also be a wife or a husband there's so many things that are going on so it's important that you always have self-care because you can't pour onto others if you aren't filling up your cup you can't give on to others so making sure that That you're taking care of yourself and your body and that you're exercising. Whether you feel comfortable going outside or to take a walk outside or you feel comfortable just being in the house. Put on an app, do Nike app, do an exercise or one or two. That can help you. Um... You also wanna, again, I said this before, take time to unwind. Try to do some of the activities that's different. When we talk about eating and meals, cook a different meal. Cook something that you've always wanted to but never got a chance to try. Try a new hobby. Do something different. As crazy as this time is that we are just stuck in the house, use this as a positive to do something different, do something new. And it may seem hard because you may be really stressed, But this is a prime opportunity. I think um, my pastor said that this may be God's odd way of saying that we need to reconnect with him and just reground ourselves and regroup. This may be his way of getting our attention. So he said, do not leave the situation the same way you came in. Come out differently. And so that could definitely be a way to learn something new and to make time for yourself to unwind. Again, connecting with others. I can't stress that enough. Make sure you continue to reach out. Don't isolate yourself. I had a friend who was inside for two weeks. I said, girl, you got to go out. You got to like, you know, go out in your neighborhood, take a walk or at least call people or, you know, take a drive in your car. Do something. Don't isolate yourself just because we're in this situation. Still, reach out and connect to others. Know the facts to help to reduce yourself self, so your stress. So, again, sharing the facts about COVID-19 and understanding the risk very much help take care of your mental health if you already have pre-existing conditions. Make sure you're talking to your providers, taking medications. Also, for parents, because I work in the schools, children and teens react in part on what they see from adults around them. When parents and caregivers deal with COVID-19 calmly and confidently, they can provide the best support for their children. Parents can be more reassuring to others around them, especially children, if they are better prepared. So children are going to react and take your energy off of COVID-19, be direct with your kids, be have empathy, validate their feelings, and don't make up things. Let them know what you know and that we're gonna get through this together. Some things that children, you can watch for changes in your child's behavior. Not all children like to talk and express their feelings. I, for one, really know that working with these kids. They're not gonna be always upfront. So you can look at changes in their behavior. Maybe you have a child who's excessively crying or have irritation. Maybe you have a teen who's very irritable, more so than normal. And, um, or maybe you might have a a younger child who's returning to behaviors that they've outgrown, like having toileting accidents or bedwetting. They have excessive worry or sadness, unhealthy eating habits or sleeping habits, um, difficulty with attention and concentration. Maybe right now we're doing distant learning with some schools. Maybe they're having poor time concentrating and they have poor school performance or they're avoiding school. Uh, unexplained headaches or body aches. Use of alcohol, tobacco, and drugs for our teens. We have to pay attention to the signs to help them cope. They co- we're gonna cope together with this, and so we have to make sure that we're paying attention to the signs so that we can support them by talking with our children about the COVID-19 outbreak, what it means. Again, there's plenty of resources on YouTube to talk to kids who may not quite understand or you may not know how to break it down there's videos with animation and different storylines that may help kids um, be interested and understand you can answer questions and share facts about COVID-19 in a way that your child can understand. So that that is a way. Reassure your child or teen that they are safe. Let them know it is okay that they feel upset. Talk about the things that they control, like, that they can control. Again, washing hands, wearing masks, staying at home, social distancing. How you deal with your own stress so they can learn how to cope from you. Limit your family's exposure to the news coverage. Again, that's an important thing for children as well may not be able to filter all of the things that are is coming from the news so it's your job to help filter that and that they don't misinterpret it what they hear and can be frightened about something they do not understand try to keep up with regular routines if schools are closed which they are create a schedule for learning activities and relaxing and fun make it seem a normal like my sister i pride her so much she has two kids and she is doing it like she has the routine um they have you know their regular math activities, they have reading activities, they do arts and crafts, and then they eat lunch. They, she has a routine that may not be in, you know, exactly identical to school, but it's a routine that keeps them in that mood and keeps them there and keeps them learning. And granted, not everyone has the time permitted. She doesn't do it all that, like sometimes it doesn't always go perfectly, but it's the fact that we have a routine and we know that even though it may not go A, B, C, We know that there is a routine in place for me to learn, for me to do my schoolwork. And lastly, be a role model for your kid. Take breaks, get plenty of sleep and exercise, play, have fun, engage with them. So that's basically what I have today. Um, And just continue to, again, engage in these things, take self-care, make sure that you're taking care of yourself so you can take care of others. I know that people, again, who are grieving, who are going through, through this may um be you know just not able to grieve properly but it's just important that we take care and do some of those coping strategies and just do the best that we can